0: Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show, bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio,
1: here's Nick and Matt. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday night. We're doing episode 92 tonight. We didn't do Monday because it was Memorial Day and we all had other plans going on, so we figured Wednesday night. Let's talk some disc golf. And I'm going to be thrown
2: off for months to come because yeah. it feels like it's now Monday night. Tomorrow's right? Tuesday. So I actually have a great feeling. I'm like, wait, tomorrow's not Tuesday. Like it's Thursday.
1: Yeah, we're in the middle of the <laughs> week right now. Weekend's coming up. You what?
2: Know? So if you're in the same boat as us and you're hearing the Nick and Matt show, it's not Tuesday when you probably listen right away or Monday night streaming live. It is. What is it? Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> it's night. Wednesday. Episode 92, as Nick said. It's and put great- a timer on it,
1: folks. We're trying to do an hour or less
2: an hour, hour or less we should but start I'm not a clock gonna lie, that
1: probably will not let's work. start a clock
2: well and it won't <laughs> work because let's actually do this introduce evan he's he's here in studio so evan uh kerns everybody stat mando in studio and then let's go ahead and put four up we'd like to welcome to the show ding the ding hannah Macbeth. Woo. everybody you like that Hi. Ba-ding, ba-ding. Yes. <laughs> never, i'm starting to act like ben a little bit over here <laughs> like mouth music Wait, is that singing?
1: So I just got to say, Matt, while I'm thinking about it. Anyways,
3: guys, I got to go. Bye.
1: While I'm thinking about it, Matt, I'm looking at the sticker of our logo that we had done. And with my camera view, I'm about two times tanner than you are right now. So we're going to have to call that Fiverr person that we got it from. Oh. Fix the logo a little bit. Because I went out boating on Monday. (laughs) Because I went out boating and I got sunburned. Because I'm an idiot.
2: Uh, So, if you can't tell already, just by the introduction, I'm going to let Hannah talk here. But it's just going to be a little more casual. That we got some big topics. Hannah, welcome to the show again. I'm sorry I cut you off earlier. What's up?
3: Oh, I was just roasting Nick Carl in person, and not instead of from the comment section. Oh, you!
2: This is what I get. She found her way in. She, she lurks in the chat, not even lurking. She'll type and people love it. And she's like, you know what? Let's take it to the next level. So here we are. <laughs> so great. Uh, Hannah, I got to do uh, a recording with you yesterday, live stream on Disc Golf Network for League Night. That was a blast. And now let's just do it again tonight, except Nick and Matt show different format, different topics. Uh, first of all, I think we'd be reminisced as the show, and I know you weren't here, Hannah, so sorry about that. But we had the Nick and Matt show first ever, we'll call it Get Together, where it was the show versus, we'll say, the chat is how we kind of ended up nailing it down. And we had about 40 people show up to try and take the Nick and Matt show down. They tried really hard.
1: <laughs> well, they succeeded very much.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people are like, lesson learned, Matt. Don't give out 18 ripped revenge cards to the chat which we did. So they played one, uh, advantage on every hole or sometimes two on every hole or on, on holes. And so, yeah, we lost by six or whatever, but the, but the fun was in meeting some of these people that have listened since the beginning. It's a little funny for me still. I know I talk every week, but like Evan, I walk up, I'm like, you here for the event? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, Hey, my name's Matt. And they look at me like, bro, that's super weird. I know who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, still, I just went to introduce myself. Good times. <laughs> Nick, what did you think of the event?
1: Dude, it was super fun. I'm super happy that I was actually in town and we could make that happen. Um, a ton of the people that came out all seemed like they had an absolute blast. I thought the format was really cool. We did some putting knockout at the beginning oh, to kind of warm everyone up, choice. which was super cool. No bad choice. You know? And then Meadowbrook Orchards was such a fun venue to do this happen Yeah,
2: shout out to Meadowbrook.
1: The first, what, seven, nine holes or something like that, just about, it's a pretty mixture, but like a majority of the holes at the beginning were... Uh, Let's say three through nine, three through 12 were kind of wooded, but then we hit some open holes like one, two. And then after that, let's say 13 on, we're pretty open. So it made it super enjoyable for people to just kind of air out shots. We had a long drive competition. We had CTPs on every freaking hole. Multiple sometimes. So many prizes to give out. Someone won. We gave away over VIP pass. We
2: gave over $1,150 in prizes, Yeah,
1: which is insane. So can we shout out
2: to the sponsors? Yeah who who's the one you're wearing on your head discura dg put up six
1: ctps for it which is super awesome so disc golf
2: 978 they are local to us but they're also uh what's the right word national like they everywhere online online. so anyone
0: can buy from (laughs) them and ship
2: shout out to them they donated six ctp prizes uh capital discs uh a friend of the show jeremy Whitaker, out of new york he's got a pro shop you can buy online as well uh, check those people out. They supported us. And then Nick and Matt Show sure just came through with some good prizes, including we gave away a gold ticket to MVP Open this year, which includes four days of gold access and VIP
1: parking.
3: Whoa. So it's four
1: days. Why is it four days? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's a four it, day it's event. It's a
0: four day event, Nick. Four, they did a four yeah. day event. Exclu- exclusive. Yes, it it's really? exclusive.
1: I didn't know it was, uh, <laughs> that's the first time it's been that in a long time. Long yeah, it's time. because it's the playoffs. Yeah, it makes sense.
2: So. Okay, so there's that, and I, I don't want to miss anybody, but we also gave away the membership, one-year membership to Meadowbrook, which is, of course, locally that's just Ben's really tackle
4: fantastic. Ben's Tackle
2: Shack. And Ben's... Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we forget about Ben's donation, which was awesome. A $50 gift card. If you didn't know, now you do. Ben owns a tackle store, and it's called Ben's Tackle Shack. And I posted on the Nick and Matt Show Facebook page... Yeah. <laughs> him try just tell us real quick what did you try to do i mean they can go check it out but what did you do
4: all right so we sell live frozen squid um and i always wanted to see if it was edible i didn't know if it was i tried it i i cleaned it cleaned out the beak you know chopped it up put it in a pan and i ate it It, 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 some would say it was product testing so yeah i ate the live bait (laughs) we sell and I'm okay. a terrible cook and it tasted no not great.
3: First of all, what is that? Second of all, where are you? Yeah, what is going on behind? I
4: am currently it's in Honor of Stranger Things <laughs> release. I'm in a Hawkins laboratory.
3: Okay, because you just told me a story about how you ate a squid and you're just you are something tonight. What, this is Imagine great. that's what
1: like the bottom of your tackle shop looks like. <laughs> Like that? i just locked in, where in there. You filmed it. I'm locked in there. I can't yeah. come out. I'm wearing the day. upside down. <laughs> okay, that's Duh, pretty I, hey. No spoilers on that. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm I on episode waiting, three. I'm waiting for my plane flight out to Oregon to do that. So. Uh, I just want to ben... know
3: why no one else reacted when you were like, "I've always wanted to try eating a squid, so I did it." <laughs> well and we might have seen it like, check oh, out cool. good for you man
1: cook squid before.
2: check out the nick and matt yeah. show facebook that's where we posted it because we shared ben's tackle shack's social media post directly to ours so anyways ben's doing fantastic things he he's helping take the show to the next level all right
3: and he's safe he's in a safe place
2: he's Thank in a you. safe place we've already <laughs> ran about half the show that's how fast 30 minutes go no i'm kidding <laughs> This is the feeling tonight. We don't want to, you know, get out of control, but we're going to bring you some important information. In fact, you're probably already seeing scrolling on the bottom there of the show. Uh, So I'm not teasing. It's teased there now. So you can sit there and wait. We're going to talk about it. But Evan, can you give us the 60 second version? Because I don't really want to talk too much about European tour right now, but I do want people to know an event happened. So what happened?
0: Yeah, the Heinola uh, event happened. They just call it whatever city it's in. It was in Heinola, Finland. It's part of the Prodi- Prodigy Disc Pro Tour. It was actually for Stat Mendo's field strength was tied for the best European event of the year in MPO and like double the best FPO European event of the year. It had Evelina Salonen, Henna Blomrus, who notably came over to the US. Um, Hena, uh, sorry, Evelina Salonen takes it down with an 11 stroke win and I think notably put it 82% from Circle 1X. She really struggled with the putting when she was over in the U S to start the year. That was kind of one of the biggest stories to start. And she goes back to Europe and puts on a putting clinic, apparently to a uh, monster 11 stroke victory on the MPO side. I'm going to butcher this bad. We all know. I can't say <laughs> some it. of these guys and gals name, but uh, Juna Heinenen uh, takes it down with what looks to be a playoff um, tie with Johnny. Peltonen at 20 down. Um, How is that, Hannah?
3: beltonen
1: Whoa. That's the finished. enunciation. Yeah, just let, <laughs> that just let sounds like Hannah take over this part. Give her all the stats and let her pronounce the <sighs> names. She's good at
3: Wow. You just got fired live on the Nick and Matt well, show. And I will I,
2: say on League Night, before we got on the show, the League party. Night, before we got you on League Night live yesterday, podcast. Evan. She literally goes, she sends a text. I'll show it to you. She goes, I'm Stat Mando. <laughs> yes. I'll show you the text because nice. she came in with her own stats and she was nice. like, I'm Stat Mando. So oh. As- oh, what did
3: Josh say? He said, Stat Hando. Oh, Hando.
2: That's
3: a good Jedi, Nick, honestly. You're I'm the, the captain. Dude.
2: I like that. That's okay, nice. Cool. We cut you off. Finish out. Finish out. No, no, did?
0: that's that's pretty much all I had. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: That is amazing, but I want to talk about the fact that I've been using um, DG Max Wax a lot more than I did even in the beginning, and I love the product. But guess what? It's starting to get humid. It's starting to get hot. Believe it or not, in the Northeast, it happens. Although for us, it's like seventy degrees. <laughs> We're like it's so hot, it's so humid. Uh, but this product worked. I mean, I I was I smoke meat. Um, I grill. I eat candy things that make your fingers like sticky or slippery, and I don't know if it was intended for this, but when I put this product on my fingers, it's like I never had that before. Like I didn't. It's not slippery. I have confidence. The grip is enhanced and people are raving. I've seen people text me, message me, talk to me on the course. The Snapstick is their product of choice. They love having it around in their pod, uh, pocket. I'm using the Mini on the course. Sometimes I have the Snapstick in my pocket. Both are great. Anybody else enjoying that product?
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I, I love the snap stick i think it's perfect size just stick it in your pocket it's almost like the perfect size that i'll forget it's in my pocket so i need to actually remember to put it back in my bag <laughs> but it fits in your bag so easily as well just because it's it's just not taking up space and my bag's a little limited so it's perfect
2: all right if you're in the chat and you've gotten an ace since using dg max wax shout out because everyone's telling us they're getting aces when they use this i just feel more confident throw further Hannah, you saw your husband on YouTube doing that video. Maybe you filmed it, the grip enhancement video. She did.
3: I filmed it and edited it.
2: So this product wasn't there because I don't know if it was released at the time, but we have found it. They have found us. We're telling the world about this product. Uh, I don't know if you use any grip enhancements, but
3: you should think about it. No, I don't, but uh, I don't have to, but I play with plenty (laughs) of women who do, so I can always recommend it
2: there you go dg max wax 10 off use code nick and matt and guys i'm being like absolutely serious i like this product a lot
0: and it smells good
2: well and (laughs) we have to say that every time it smells i should just pass this around to be smelled um i will say one more thing on this and this is just bonus some people pull out like when they haven't seen the product before they pull out of their bag um a powder bag if you will or a chalk bag of some sort or whatever right to dry your hands and they're like i got this and i go oh oh oh!" these are two separate things one dries your hands one gives you the grip enhancement nick you said when your hands get cold this is when you use it so you're kind of both sides of the spectrum that's
1: actually what i was using in the most was um something that paul actually got me on was that working hand stuff um which adds a little bit of grip and so when i would use the working hands i would rub my hands in dirt as well to really kind of like feel like it's grippy. Um but since then I haven't had to use it because with the DG max wax in the wintertime I would use the snapstick and I'd put it on almost every other hole. Not saying that it doesn't last while but I really wanted to make sure that I had grip exactly hole, especially yeah. I live in colder areas, either in Virginia or Massachusetts where I play the most. And so making sure that I do have grip was huge just through any winter tournament and um anything leading up to where it was cold. But in the summertime now i try to dry my hand off so i almost always walk around with a towel and i almost always keep my hand in the towel to make sure that with any humidity i'm not starting to sweat or anything like that um and once i feel like my hand is dry, that's actually when i'll put a little snap stick on and that'll allow that grippiness to stay the humidity kind of makes it go away a little quicker and so whenever i feel like i don't have as much grip as i want that's when i'll walk over to my bag and i'll put on a little bit more
2: well fantastic everybody go check out this product let's support this i'll call him small business i mean i don't know if he wants people to think he's massive corporation because i think he's doing okay but you need to support him this is a disc golf startup and it's just fantastic product all right moving along you ready for this one it's been a while we didn't do a show on monday cole Rodallin and leaves ev7 i'll say really i'll say startup but they're newer um what's the name phil arthur right Mm -hmm. out of prodigy startup originally back years ago He branched off, did his own thing. He started EV7 here. They have a putter. What's it called? The Penrose?
1: They have the Penrose, and then they just came out with a new one. Okay.
0: Fi? F-I-F-H-I? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so he
2: leaves, and he makes a post, a mature announced post, where he says he's not jiving with the deeper rimmed putter. And... It's it's the nicest way to say I can't use your product. So like we're mutually going our own way. So what do you think? Nick?
1: I I hung out with Cole a little bit last year, just meeting him at different tournaments that we were both at. And I know when he was on Team Discraft, he was putting with I think it was the CT blend Lunas, which if you kind of look at it, Lunas are very similar to Roaches. Lunas are very similar to, let's say, Inaba's Aviar, uh, maybe a Warden from DD. I think there are some similarities with it where it's not a super deep putter like Ones uh, off the top of my head would be like a dagger kind of thing that's a pretty deep putter or um, like a shield or anything like that. And so I think just going from, I don't know, it's like me, if I was to mid-season switch between a Luna into a challenger where it's got a slight beat on it, it's a lot deeper, I think that'd be a massive change. My putting stroke would definitely not be, I think, what it is right now. So I think, you know, a lot of people will say it's not the arrow, it's the archer, and I think that is... A very good point and i do actually think that i think anyone can get good with almost any disc out there once you learn how it is but there's obviously a preference of what you like what you think feels comfortable in your hand and what you feel like you can putt better with and then with putting it's such a mental game of having confidence in your putters and i think with cole kind of joining a company where he switched from disc craft to infinite infinite lets him throw a mixed bag and then switching into I would say a company that probably offered him a little bit of money to say, "Hey, just use our putters and we'll pay you, let's say x amount of dollars." And I think that was kind of like, "Oh yeah, someone's going to offer me money to use a disc of theirs. Sure, go for it." And I think just we haven't seen Cole's name. Um, I would say top ten, top twenty for the majority of the year. And compared to last year, I feel like we heard about his name a pretty decent amount, especially at Ledgestone. Pretty sure he had an incredible tournament at Ledstone last year. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think it's just a I think it's a maturity thing on his part, figuring out that, you know, he wasn't jiving with the putter. He was able to get out of the contract that he had signed. And hopefully it was in a way of like legality wise, everything went through smoothly. um, Do you feel like sharing your
2: off air comments or is that what you have for us?
1: I think that was kind of well i, I think there that's was a I was little bit where, like, a
2: little bit spicier yeah I'm putting well, him on the spot think, he doesn't have, yeah, to, yeah. Say. He doesn't have to say eat. i mean
1: i think i think where you know let's say and i don't know contract numbers for almost any player in the world so i'm just hypothetically speaking i'm just going to use numbers x and y i think infinite probably offered him x amount of dollars and i think penrose offered him um excuse me i think ev7 offered him y amount of dollars and when you're a young kid trying to make your name in the sport of disc golf, any company that's going to give you some money, especially to help your touring efforts, I think is a really easy way to say, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I have the confidence I could switch to any disc I want. You know, yeah, sure, I'll go over and switch to it. And so I think that's a majority where Cole's decision-making came from was this company wants to give me some money to throw their putter. What could go wrong? And Too I early, think, though, is your point. And I think too early in the sense of, like, You know, maybe in a couple of years when they come out with a ton more putters, like you can look at Innova, how many putters do they have? Discraft, how many putters do they have? DD, the trilogy, stuff like that. Like, Look how many putters they have to where you can find a putter in that lineup with EB7. I I thought there was one more besides the Penrose and the new one that they came out with. I don't know too much about EB7. I think
4: they release a new straight one, but it's newer. It's like this month. I forget what it's called.
1: And I think notably, like we saw Drew Gibson almost become a better putter. When he switched to EV7, you know, now we talk but- about a lot of good putting from him. Anyways, long story short, I think Cole made a decision based off of this company potentially offering him money. And I think that swayed his mindset a little bit. And he's come to the realization that it's a completely whole new ball game at that point. Anna, what's your take? But
3: was he switching from a beadless putter to yeah. a putter with a bead?
1: Exactly. He was switching from a Luna oh. to that. Oh. Yeah.
4: Mobius. Oh, that's way.
3: crazy. It's
1: called the Mobius. Okay, when I
4: when wow, I was talking, that's to, when
3: crazy. I,
1: yeah, when I was talking to Cole back at GMC, I'm pretty sure he was putting with the same CT Blend Lunas that like Paul was. Those greenish ones, bluish ones. You know, yeah. he he had a set of those, and that's what he was putting with. And Luna's are pretty straight to glidey putter. Um, they're not yeah, insanely I went overstable. From
3: the AVR to the uh, Roach.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's like they're just speedless putters yeah. just, they kind of feel the same
1: <laughs> exactly they have, yeah exactly but yeah it's I like can't imagine. it's like if I, if I was to go over to a dagger or like I said if I was to go to a challenger it'd be completely different than what I'd be putting with right now and it would take a long time for me to have the confidence that I do in putting right now so yeah anyways well, that's my take confidence. on it I don't know if any of that is true But that's my take on it. (laughs) Everything I just said may not be true.
2: Okay, well, it's your opinion. And I think it'd be interesting to ask the question of like, well, Nick, what would you do? Let's throw a number out there. $40,000. Would you go to a putter-only company that's brand new for your disc golf career right now? Like, I'm just making up a number. I would definitely... Think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Beadless to beat it or vice versa. I mean, Siri, would you? Discraft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Siri Siri call Discraft. Yeah. Serious call Discraft. Bing, he's already in here, Nick. We set <laughs> yeah. this all up. Yeah. <laughs>
4: if any uh, putter brand wants <laughs> to sponsor me, I will switch. <laughs> And if
0: anyone just needs hit it, hit me up, it is Ben. That's oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm just
4: kidding. Please yeah, for people who ben, ben out of his basement. Holy oh, cow! By that was the way, not naked. I watched
2: <laughs> Ben at a tournament this past weekend throw some insane drives,
4: and like some bad
2: ones. Way bad. Yeah, well, I didn't watch the bad ones. <laughs> that was second round, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just impressed. Like Ben's really good. Uh, Thank you. I'm at trying. at certain throws.
4: <laughs> I'm trying. I started last year. I'm trying every, I'm trying to get better every day. Great. Girl, are you eating?
2: No, we got a uh, sour patch oh, okay. kids in no, here. Somewhere. I had to get rid
1: of the sour patch kids. I'm gonna <laughs> burn ten holes in my teeth because they're so addicting. <laughs> All right, uh, here's a fun one for you.
2: 174 disc golf companies in existence right now, as far as registering their discs through the PDGA since 1976. Without looking anybody, what was the first disc manufacturer Wham-O. brand? Whammo. Correct. Uh, who, about the second lightning nope
0: who made those was remember the one that you gave me D- like the number three G-A? driver dga okay okay yeah I'm, I'm also cheating i saw what you looked at that's so that's I fine me... it's not oh my <laughs> it's not fully cheating did
2: like, you memorize it like a week ago yeah i was gonna say did yeah. you memorize clearly it? Okay. he memorized it <laughs> okay two for two how about how about this one in 2006 what were the seven brand <laughs> okay um but in 2006 it was latitude 64 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it to us, interesting is latitude 64 like if i go back here how about okay you know it's uh, all right it's past 2006 when did vibram come out
1: anybody oh nine yeah good job Ooh, okay wow that was an insanely lucky guess but that's actually right <laughs> it's oh, actually nine. right that's go. pretty sick uh, i could probably tell you how many companies were in 06 in 06 or 7 i could tell you it would be probably discraft innova gateway no no discraft
0: no no, no it's the ones that came what? out in 2006 oh came Not out the ones who were in existence yeah. oh i thought you were talking about who was in existence no. discmania yeah, came right. out in
2: 2006 gotcha same year as latitude 64 um so anyways if you look at all these discs in the pdga made this posting all the way up to 2022 last year alone 25 new disc companies that's incredible uh i'm just looking at all these different names hooligan like, like where do you find Piepan, all these like all these that's different brand
1: done. versions yeah like
0: marshall street has so many new ones that yeah. you're not know, hear about like destroyer yeah which is its own brand well, so i'm wondering uh,
1: how many of these companies are going through the major manufacturers to do their molding right now like true uh thought Space athletics goes through MVP.
0: Well, and there's some newer ones that do their own. Like I think Neptune out of Virginia, yep. they do their own or they have their own plastic molding company that's not disc yeah. golf related. That they just got one of their first ones, actually. So, I'm at, I'm at so those ones are really interesting. How one's- many
2: golf ball manufacturers are there or like golf club manufacturers down to the cheapest to the most expensive? There's got to be a lot. That's an interesting question. Great question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I
3: can't believe you don't know that, Evan.
2: I should have looked it up. Ben's, <laughs> Ben's going to look it up now. How many brands of <laughs> golf is I'll, there? I'll look it up. <clears throat> okay. Um, fun fact also circulating around and Evan made fun of it earlier. No, it's, it's true. Back when we hit 200,000 members or numbers at the PDGA, people were like, it took us 40 years to get to a hundred thousand. Four years later, we doubled that to 200,000. Well, it's circulating again because of, I don't, is it a palindrome?
0: Well, it's the number where it's like one, 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 one. It is a palindrome as well, but palindrome's kind of a slightly different meaning. because It goes forward and backwards. Yeah. So this does go forward and backwards. But the point is you're seeing
2: it circulate on the internet again, social media saying that, hey, it took us four years to get to 111,111. And now four years later, we're at 222,222 the point is the sport really did explode if you if you actually take a moment to consider that like wow and now they're not all active members but to have that many people that were at one point at least saying like i want to be a member of a professional disc golf association is a big deal uh it there's millions of people that play disc golf (laughs) how many can we get to get a membership so Tell us, StatMan, What's the percentage of people playing disc golf that have a membership?
0: That's the golden you'd question. To, yeah, you'd have to
1: talk to Udisc though, because Udisc you, has a majority of the people. <laughs> no, I'm well, saying, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, you're totally right. Them fighting
2: words. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying this about fighting it's words
1: because, like, Udisc has probably over a million users. Yeah, so, Unique users. Yeah, you,
0: th- you think about the 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 leveling of it too. Yeah. PDGA has two hundred <laughs> something thousand users right now. Mm-hmm. Udisc has used a million. Think about how many more that Udisc doesn't even have. Yeah, exactly. And that's like Udisc did try to do. Remember that. that? track your course put
2: somebody on a course and like they wanted yeah. people to sit at their course like, and count people yeah, yeah. there's so much more that. to
0: it um i mean you could think about the different scoring apps too like in europe they use disc golf metrics a lot more i remember when i started i mean i you this was already a thing when i started but we like just looked up like random golf scoring apps and you would just type yeah. in what the pars were ahead of time so people might be doing that or not even keeping score hannah what's your pdga number
3: six six nine Three
2: nine. Okay. Um. Let's just Thank say what heard. our numbers are. I just had a curiosity. I'm four eight four zero two. So I was before fifty thousand.
1: I don't want people to know. <laughs> I know. I felt like the Brody Smith. Don't. Ooh, it's private. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: No. What's I'm. I'm a two nine three five. Okay. Evan. Oh one four zero zero three eight. One forty. That is true.
3: Wait, yeah, I, Nick Carl. How do I have a lower PDGA number than you? Because
1: I spent <laughs> the first couple of years that I started playing. I actually didn't get a number until. 2016. I had been playing for three or four years, and I just didn't get a PDGA number.
3: Oh, because you just played the unsanctioned leagues? Uh,
1: no, I would. No, I, I would. Just played I would, I would a play number. sanctioned tournaments. I was just paying the extra ten dollars it would cost me to, because <laughs> I I didn't really know it was going to be something that I wanted to take advantage. Of. I didn't know about ratings back then, really. Like I didn't.
2: That's good. I didn't Might care about a rating a in a
1: sense. And then, I I don't know. I just randomly got one one day. I think I had. I don't know if I, I had, had to one
3: for, for college. Yeah, yeah, oh, so that makes sense. I oh, did.
0: Okay, you want to hear a fun story? Yes, I, I've been playing disc yes? golf um a lot longer than my number has been, but not that long in <laughs> things. Since 2013 was my first time I played. But dude, uh,
2: that was probably back when it was same. still like in the 80s or 90 thousands. Yeah, totally. No, okay. 2016. And then was the I started playing was like 50s. I probably
0: played more 70s. often uh in about 2017 or so. That's when I was playing multiple times a month, but. I just never signed up for a PDGA number. I, it was a lot of money to me in college and first starting out my career. Didn't have a lot of disposable income. was paying way too much money in rent. Um, but then the pandemic hits and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I still thankfully have a job. I'm working from home. Yeah. I have all this money that I'm not spending on anything else. And other people are having struggling of not working and whatnot. So I was like PDGA is not having events. I like disc golf. I'll finally go up and sign up. That way they could get some money. And little did I know, pretty much right at that moment and further on through the pandemic, it absolutely exploded and they got more members than they ever needed. Uh, but still happy <laughs> to do it and then started playing a few tournaments. And it, you know it—it It is fun um and was worth it. So Wait, it took me a while how, to do it.
3: You Did you graduate college? Yes. Because you made it sound like you were in college a few years ago.
0: Well, since I... 2017 is when I graduated college.
3: Okay. Okay. So, yeah,
0: that's when I, I started graduated
3: my... in 2016. Ooh. But you made it seem like in 2020 you were still in college. No. I was I like, didn't how old are college. you? <laughs> I was
0: saying, as when I was in college, I didn't want to get it. And then the years after, uh, when I had a job, it was still. Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. Just starting my career and paying way too much money in rent.
1: This is something yeah. that is kind of like I was actually talking about at the tournament that I was playing this last weekend. And it's not going to be the discussion of tonight, but.
3: Not with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> what um
1: like I'm I'm trying to word this out, but like do we ever get to a point in disc golf to where we don't need the PDGA in a sense? Oh like, no. Like unsanctioned oh, tournaments versus sanctioned tournaments. What is yeah. the big benefit of it? And I, I like I legitimately are, wanna take I legitimately want to take five days of doing research before yeah, well, I won't be here for Monday show, but um <laughs> there's I, room. There there's room for both
2: types of events, but yeah. that's another conversation, I think, for another time. But that's great. People are going to want to hear it now. They'll say, Matt, stop exactly. shutting them down. Like, that's
1: something that we talked about for, we had a three-hour rain delay on Saturday. Oh. And we talked about that for probably an hour of just like, Interesting. Maine does this big disc golf tour that's literally just all unsanctioned events. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. I mean, that's kind of cool. I, I would love more unsanctioned events. I'm laughing
2: because the chat, someone said, Matt keeps some underage guys in his basement and <laughs> makes them do a podcast with him. Nothing weird oh. here. I don't know where the under. <laughs> You have to see live to know what I'm laughing about. (laughs) What just happened there? Uh, Ben is out of control tonight. It's a wonderful thing. He actually... We should be concerned. I'm pretty sure he swallowed some gasoline earlier. I
4: did. I did. I swallowed gasoline. Okay.
2: Can I do this? We promise that that story for them after we talk about... That's okay. This product? Yep. Go ahead. The, The product. I call it product. I feel like women... Or men, yes, it, but it Hello? seems more often that women call like the stuff they use in the shower, like product or like makeup products. But this is a great product. <laughs> this is Hempfield Botanicals, everybody, and it's always blown out until it focuses. Oh, yeah. See, keeps trying put to put your hand behind
3: face. it. Mm-hmm. Put your hand behind it. That's the influencer move.
2: Influencer. Oh, look at that beautiful logo, Hempfield Botanicals. This is the topical muscle recovery CBD product, everybody. It works i am loving it i said this before and it's because i love it so much that after like i play around and nick at the get together i think i told you right my knee i was like dude like the beginning yeah. of the round we were practicing and i felt like my knee like tweaked well this is why matt was missing the 10 footers <laughs> it's true <laughs> it was it was in my mind my wife's like why are you limping up to the tea pads and i'm like This is why. So anyways, I found myself being like craving the Hempfield Botanicals. I'm like, I just want to rub it on my knee right now. And I did when I got home. It was a wonderful thing. I also iced it. But the ice and that together, mm, really good. Uh, I recommend Hempfield Botanicals. Ben, you've got the product. You talk about it. Sometimes we're on the course like you need some Hempfield Botanicals. How are you enjoying it?
4: I'm enjoying it as well. I don't ache as much as some. I'm, I'm, I'm 37. I'm a little younger than everyone here, Um, but I have been using the chapstick just based solely on it's I can just tell. solid chapstick, and I just like, I it's I don't know, it's not flavor, but it tastes good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, this is not
2: the jerky talk.
4: Yeah. This is just, the feel Botanic. It tastes good. No, He's I licking
2: his chapstick in the corner.
4: It just. It's pleasant. It. I don't know. The mint just it's just there, soothing. Yeah, here, soothing. It's tasting. right.
2: Actually, I have some right oh. here. And now that I wait, this is him. Feel, right? put
3: your hand behind it.
2: I made okay, the mistake. The ones. way
3: that guys put chopstick on. Can we just get that out of the way? All okay. guys put on chopstick the same.
2: You just like a marker yeah. on like
0: brushing your teeth. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So this product recommended by orthopedic surgeons, neurologists, physical therapists. It is muscle recovery and pain relief. Two different products here. We recommend they have, by the way, these are the products they recommend for disc golf, but they have a large variety of products. Use code Nick and Matt. You will get a solid 20% off your order. And that's no joke. That's like, go buy yourself a disc after you do this order. Cause you save that much, right? Yeah. I'm not a wrong. Of,
4: no, cause mm-hmm. it's definitely it. 20% off CBD is a considerable amount.
2: That's yeah, what I was saying. it's so <laughs> like just keep buying CBD and go buy a disc at the same time. If that's how that works,
0: when right. you use Code Nick and Matt, of yeah,
2: course. Exactly. You have to use Code Nick and Nick Matt. and Matt buy you a disc when you go use your code there. You uh, yeah, well, no, don't no. say it like that. Yeah, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, you're, you're right. We did it through a partnership with Hempfield. <laughs> they yeah. buy you the disc. Wait, no, that doesn't work either. <clears throat> you save the money, go buy yourself the disc. So Hempfield Botanicals are really good at one. <laughs> Nick and Matt. Code Nick and Matt. We appreciate all the support. They uh, were thrilled last year with everyone that agreed with us and went and bought the product. So they're back. Cool. All right. Let's continue the conversation here. This is... uh, You want to throw the exclusive up, Ben? Yes, sir. It's time.
4: So... Why, Why can I never find it?
2: I don't know. We just hide it on the... Oh, there it is. The switcher. There we go.
4: And now, for a Nick and Matt show exclusive.
2: Okay. This is actually one of the first times that I feel like, and someone can shut us down and say, no, 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 we've heard this somewhere else. It's old news. But this is one of the first times I feel like we're actually bringing you a news item that hasn't, I haven't heard it discussed anywhere. Uh, I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, I have an inside scoop on something. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I don't ever fish for anything. Like, and I'm sorry, I just don't. Like, people reach out and they'll say, hey, you want to hear more about Chris Dickerson, where he's going? And I'm like, we already have a good idea, but like, what do you think? Like people, and I don't mind. Go ahead and reach out to us because sometimes stuff like this, this was one of those items. I, I said,
3: mind. Don't do that.
2: <laughs> we, okay. Yeah. You know, what? if it's public knowledge, it's public knowledge. We'd like to talk about it. So that's the case here. There is public knowledge on this, but it hasn't gone too far yet. So let's bring it up. Disc Golf Pro Tour finale happens what course? Every year so far, Evan? Not every year uh, so It's been far. at three different courses the over the history. Fox it was, Run. It was at Fox Notch. Run
0: and then two years no. down in Tallahassee? No, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Jacksonville the thank current you. State. Two years in Florida. And then the last, is that three years now? Because six years total, this is the seventh. Three years in Charlotte, North Carolina at Hornet's Nest. So
2: thank you for that history because I butchered it. (laughs) There is now a news item that says the Disc Golf Pro Tour finale will not be happening at Hornet's Nest. So yeah, (laughs) if this is your first time hearing it, I just heard it recently myself, and I started asking a bunch of questions to this individual. The, The short and sweet of it is, I don't see any error on anybody's parts, either disc golf pro tour and I, and, I, and I'm not in the no, Okay. So I haven't had a full length conversation with Jeff spring. Although I'll tell you about what I did talk to Jeff about earlier. Um, I, the Charlotte disc golf club is the other organization, if you will, that's responsible for hosting the finale at Hornets nest. I don't see this as being an issue of either as far as like fault the town where Hornet's Nest is, ultimately said there's a lot going on that day or that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from early voting to big softball <laughs> tournaments or leagues. And they're putting in what's called like a greenway, which is like a place for people to run or jog through the course. There's a lot of construction and construction equipment. The course will not be available. We're sorry. Well, what do you do at that point if you're the pro tour? I would imagine you would say, "Okay, Charlotte Disc Golf Club, we have this agreement like where you're going to provide us the venue to host the finale. We thought it was going to be at Hornet's Nest. Like, let's see what you come up with. Well, what I've been told is that that's kind of how it went. But the Charlotte Disc Golf Club has been looking around trying to find a venue. And there's one that they they looked at a bunch, but they, they only feel really strongly about one that they could offer up that was like, yes, this could potentially be the replacement. And it's Renaissance Gold.
1: A couple of people in the chat were saying Diavolo, or okay. Diablo or Diablo, Diablo. Okay. With a V. I'm not really sure, but a, a couple of people were just saying that in the chat. We'll have to look
2: that up and see. This is fairly breaking, if you will. So I reached out to Jeff Spring and I said, Jeff, we're going to talk about this tonight. Do you have any comments? And he said, uh, we're not addressing or we're not discussing this. I could read the exact quote, but we're not discussing this publicly at this time. Let me well- see if I got that right. said we're not talking about this publicly at this time that was his response um and he said but he said he was okay he can't stop us i mean what was he gonna do that you guys can't talk about what you heard but he said guys when this podcast
3: gets canceled just come over to the party podcast it's fine talk about fpo
2: (laughs) so i'm gonna put this out there uh with all that in mind not getting into all the details who's responsible for what like were their contract agreements uh i'm sure there were but it was with the club disc golf pro tour to the club not to the town park venue so the town park is notifying both parties but it's really the disc golf charlotte disc golf club right where that agreement was probably made uh so the charlotte disc golf club is scrambling what are we going to do and this is also what i'm catching drift of again I want to be careful. I'm not trying to cast poor light on any of these parties. They're all trying to do the best they can with what they've been handed. But my speculation, based off of conversations I've had, is that the Pro Tour is looking outside of Charlotte Disc Golf Club to find a venue that they are excited about, not just a quick replacement for the event. Um, if they're not able to find one, maybe they go and they pull it off at Renaissance Gold. But but here's where the conversation should go. One how how big of a deal is the disc golf pro, pro tour finale to the disc golf pro tour like is this a big deal is the event itself a big deal to the pro tour Two, how important is the venue for the finale do you love where it was at hornet's nest would you like to see something different and then like futurist thinking like just visionary what could the finale become for the pro tour so this conversation started because of what i said or what i've heard uh Where do we take this from here? I don't want to speculate a whole bunch about the pro tour itself, but like, let's talk forward thinking. How important is the event? The venue, how important is the venue? And then futurist, like what could it become for them?
1: Well, the venue obviously has to be an incredible venue in the sense of it has all the amenities that a venue needs. It has the kind of prestigiousness of a top level course that most people would agree is a top level course. And then, you know, it has to be film friendly in the sense it has to look good on camera because that's where the majority of the people are watching it is on the camera um how did and, you feel about hornets I mean I really like it I love watching that kind of that's my style of disc golf and so it's enjoyable for me to watch tight wooded lines maybe a couple more open placement shots but for the most part like that is an enjoyable finale for me to watch um I loved watching it at Fox Run that was easily but I'm biased when it comes to that because that's my favorite course in the world um, but I think for the most part, um, the the stop itself, the Pro Tour finale, I think is incredibly important to actually have a finale because they've created playoff series events to go towards it. They've created a number of Elite Series and Silver Series events that count towards your number of points. And I think for how heavy they've made the point structure this year, yeah, ha- having a finale gives them something to look forward to. It's like. You know, the national tour finale wasn't the same format, but it was your last chance to get points to win the extra money that the national tour points gave you. Um, the pro tour finale is obviously a little bit heavier in the sense now there's a legitimate tournament that goes for it. You play these four rounds. If you do well throughout the year, you may have a first or second round buy. Um, so all in all, it's incredibly important. Having a good venue is, I would say, even more important. Because, like, you wouldn't go to you know a pitch and putt course for the Pro Tour right. finale, especially if they're ponying up like guaranteed rate, ponied up what like two hundred fifty thousand dollars last year. I mean, the amount of money that they're pouring into this event, the amount of money that the MPO winner and the FPO winner are taking, and just being invited to the event, you're making money. You know, just right. or excuse me, just qualifying for the event, you're making money on it. um So I think for how much actually goes into the Pro Tour nowadays. Yeah, this needs to be at one. It needs to be an incredible venue and it needs to be an incredibly well ran
2: event. OK, Hannah, you got I can see you off yes. camera like you're waving your hands agreement like I think agreement. What's your take?
3: So uh, a couple of things that we need to consider here is it's going to be a smaller field of elite players. So this is like the perfect mm. time to choose a new course that we haven't seen before. Um Obviously, it's this one tournament that is held every single year, and I have the perfect course. It's New London Tech, and it's in Virginia. Uh, My husband helped design the long pro layout, and Nick Carl, you've practiced and competed there multiple times. And I'm going to rally for New London. I think it's only a couple hours north of USDGC. um parking is kind of limited it's in a business uh like i don't know what you call it like a technical park i guess so there's plenty mm-hmm. of other properties with parking where you could just shuttle over Wait, is this but an actual stays... like sales pitch yeah i'm really okay. like right. i don't know it's weekends. a no-brainer to me it's all i mean it was designed by paul Macbeth. it's been used before you've got connections um,
2: hannah start your text messaging events. right now
3: but so now what we're looking at is it's outside of Charlotte. So does the disc golf club still run the event because it is on public property? So they could just team up with Virginia's club, a local club, which I think, I don't know, is like Bedford parks and rec or peaks and creeks or something.
2: Charlotte won't run um, it if it's outside of Charlotte. I, no. I just feel very strong like that. No. So it would be a new, a new venue, new organization running
3: it. Okay. So then at that point, the the disc golf pro tour just needs to come in and do what they do, which is to support the tournament director who's hosting the event and their crew and just bring the publicity and the professionalism. But I think it's perfect because you have a smaller field and it's all of the most elite players. So like, you don't have to worry about all of these different tee times and all of these different skill levels and everything. You know what I'm saying? Or like age protected divisions and All these different divisions it's just a disc golf pro tour championship and it's in close proximity to where usdgc and um throw pink women's championships ends so yeah
2: well i feel like with this announcement not that we're a massive media but it's going to start spreading faster and faster this is a thing and everyone's going to try to get their advertisement for where we should go but that's fine because
3: that opens the door because if you think about it, there are so many disc golf courses out there that maybe just need a little bit of TLC here and there to make them an elite level. You know, maybe they need some holes lengthened or the property needs a little bit more gravel for a parking lot or, you know, whatever it may be, maybe they need new tee pads and then it's a perfect property. But I think what we tend to do as disc golf, uh, as the disc golf pro tour, grows and evolves and something that Jeff just touched on today during his press conference when he was asked about like playing so many events on golf courses instead of disc golf courses is like they need to be sending people out to these properties. Like they need to create a group of people who can survey and know what to look for and be able to work with communities to like build up these courses. But the infrastructure isn't really like – I don't want to say it's not there, but it's just not – being researched openly like publicly you know they're not like there's no one like we have Avery Jenkins going out to all these sites being like hey just put in another disc golf course or hey just you know traveled the world to Montenegro and just you know went and played this disc golf course or whatever and um yeah there's not really doing that so it's hard to say that they're not like that it's not happening but it doesn't seem like it is and I think When stuff like this happens, long story short or long story long in my case, um, they just they use the same things. Like they think, Oh, where have we been before that worked? Where do people really like it? Okay, we'll just go back there. And a Hornets Nest was like that one course that we don't really see all year until the end. And people were like, Yay. So I'd hate (laughs) to lose that, you know? Yeah. Like I hate to just go back to Fox Run and be like, Here we are again. You know, it's just Is
1: this is this the last year that it normally would have been held at hornet's nest i don't know that it's, the it's been that thought
0: for a couple of years when um because it was it was it was only a one year in fox run and then it was two years in jacksonville uh after the two years which was before last year's there was talks about it and i feel like didn't we ask jeff this or maybe jeff said it in some other press conference about property and he was kind of like well we like it here, but it's not necessarily uh, forever it's, yeah. it's what I remember of it. I don't want to. I, I
1: like yeah. it the out. idea of a two or three year stint at certain courses. And so, like, let's say this was the third and final year at Hornets Nest. Great. And then they have a whole year to decide, OK, what other club and course can we get into next? Um, we were kind of talking about this at dinner to where, you know, it's right after USCGC. Let's say they take one week off because USCGC is a grind let's take one week off and then play the pro tour championships that allows players a week plus to travel out to this event who needs to go to it. It's not like the whole hundred touring pros are going to this one event, you know, right. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the limited numbers. And so you can kind of put this event, you know, so 10 to 15 hours away from where it is currently. And then and I it's think
3: less of a stress on like local yeah. TDs or whoever runs it. Yeah. So
2: I have an answer to that question. I may be chatting with somebody who has the answers and they said the contract was open ended year to year. Um, But they did down there in the Charlotte disc golf club. And I think this was the implication and feeling that we got as viewers and fans is that it was like, it was open ended, but it seemed like that was the choice. Like this is where we want to have it indefinitely. And so there is that feeling there. And I want to kind of wrap this up and I'll let anybody have any closing thoughts, but the Charlotte disc golf club, charlotte in general all we hear is good things like literally all we hear is good things about charlotte like everyone's like let's move to charlotte the disc golf is amazing like charlotte 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 so like the amenities the whole thing uh for that area it was a win okay we can have our opinions about hornet's nest and i do i didn't love the look of it the course i think it probably be my favorite course i'd ever played when it comes to actual look and appearance i don't appreciate myself the park look
1: it's a park it's oh. you know you yeah. look like yeah. at some holes like, and you see a baseball field. yeah i don't you like seeing the baseball you see a tennis court the bathroom
2: facilities the yeah. fences yeah. the roads drive cars drive. Yeah. like that's all i think the course itself is probably spectacular and i hope to play yeah. it and the club itself does a great job with it the other side of this this is my closing thought is people used to chant in Jeff we trust right back in the day before he even got brought on as CEO of the disc golf pro tour because he ran such great events. I generally think that Jeff doesn't want to be the topic of conversation. So he's probably like, Matt, stop using my name here. So I'll just say the team at the pro tour, the team at the pro tour has been really impressive over all these years, a startup to be doing what they're doing at this level, only as far in as they are since giving it, uh, since Steve Dodge gave it up spectacular. I bet you they've already been forward thinking with this. They have plans, they have dreams. This may just be the start of what had to happen, an accident where the town was like, hey, it's not available to maybe jumpstart something. They're not ready to address it publicly, but we're gonna see something new this year. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool, actually. One- I'm kind of okay, excited. Okay, yeah. do
3: you guys think that this is like a new topic and you can shut me down if you want because this isn't my show. But like one thing that always comes up for me is uh, in the back of my head, isn't this sort of the risk for every event that's on a public property yes. and it's not on a private a property? Like how long is it until we only have Disc Golf Pro Tour Elite Series events on private property? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so I want to I wanna answer that in a little bit. One last thing that I do want to say, because a lot of the people in the chat are talking about this, is Hannah brought up New London Tech Park um and then other courses that are kind of in our realm of thinking like i don't really know too much about rennie gold but i'm sure it's a charlotte course it's probably more wooded than a majority of courses that are you know in different states one of the things that people are asking is you know is new london tech park spectator friendly is rennie gold spectator friendly is hornet's nest technically spectator friendly and i think
3: i would say yes we
1: need we need to have the kind of question and answer of what do we consider spectator friendly? Because the first thing that comes into my head is look at European open. It's played on the beast to where hole one um, is two the really long par four that goes through the woods where people are lined up on the road to the right. If, Which course? Uh, oh, it's been uh, the long. beast. So in Nokia, Finland, oh, I'm pretty oh, oh, sure, oh, oh. I'm pretty sure like, hole two, um,
2: Brazos East. I was no, like, no, no, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. I, I hate it when people call Brazos East, the beast. Cause okay. we already have the beast. Yes. It's, European. Sorry, I got you off Anywho, so European Open, and we see the massive amount of spectators that come to that event every single year. Not every single hole can that accommodate the potential thousand plus people that go to that event every single year. And so this is where we need to have the question. We're not golf. Every single hole is not open to where you can spectate it almost perfectly on every single hole. We are disc golf to where we play in the woods and we have courses that are open. We have half wooded half open courses like where do we draw the line on like what is spectator friendly you know Uh iron hill would not be the most spectator friendly course because it's 18 holes of just pure woods (laughs) but then we have maple hill to where like hole one is incredible incredibly spectator friendly but three four five six and seven are not hole eight is good but then nine is not and, and so it's like 10 what do 11 we consider? 12 are good exactly 13
2: is good what do we so like, good
1: <laughs> new london tech park i, I live yeah. 10 minutes from it now is an absolutely incredible course it's very very challenging the one thing that the course doesn't have that i wish it did is like a very solid water shot kind of like a whole eight at maple hill a whole one at maple hill a whole 14 it doesn't have that um but other than that the course is incredibly challenging I've shot under par there a few times and that's on like a really, really good round. And so it's hard to score there. I think that it would show, but it's got an awesome design to where it's like six moderately wooded holes with good size fairways. It's got six tight wooded holes and then it's got six pretty open holes. And so it's got a very, very good mixture.
3: That's every challenge that everyone who has qualified for that event has yeah. overcome the entire season.
1: Exactly. That would be a very, very fun course. And I think, I think, video wise, it would be fun to watch too. And if people ever get the chance to go out to it, you will see how challenging it is. But like, I would love to see the Rickies, the Pauls, the, um, the Eagles, the Gannons, and the, the, the Catrinas, players like the that. The
3: Pages, the Kristen Tatars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, all of those players. And they have two layouts at it now. So they have, you yeah. know, the long tee pads and then they have somewhat shorter tee pads that still play pretty long.
0: And I'll jump in just for the uh, the spectator friendly talk. There's a lot more to spectator friendly than just can you fit people on the course. Uh, yep. uh, parking is one of the biggest things. Yep. I mean... Yep. we're, we're going to continue talking about maple hill the amount of effort that they have put in to get more parking because that's their biggest challenge right yep. now it's not space on the course mm-hmm. it's not they they understand they can't get everyone at every hole but even the holes that they could get a ton of people at they can't park enough people to be there so exactly if if new london tech i mean we mentioned it's a business park but also other possible courses we're looking at if they don't have the parking mm-hmm. then i say that number one is not spectator friendly and then two i'll say is Uh, can you even move around the course without obstructing another hole?
1: So that's, that's one thing that new London actually provides very well is that you're not next to another hole. Like what's actually very tough about maple is like where people want to line up for hole one and two. You're kind of bouncing in fairways where people want to line up to watch three. Oh, you're on forest tee pad. You want to watch hole five. Oh, you got to watch out for the people throwing on four. Like best place to be is top of the hill, 10 near the castle, 11 drives, 13 drives. The eight 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 was such a fun spot. To you know, hang out. But I I mean, like Maple Hill is a tight course to wear it yeah. does make it it's spectator friendly, but it's not like Oh, wait a second. You've been there now, the stands for whole one. So I actually like, haven't seen them like come on. I haven't played Maple They're since big. I've been back home. They actually enough. have massive, so I drive, legitimate stands yeah, like they had at Worlds. I drive by it. It's they insane. legitimately have like <laughs> legitimate bleachers now. It's not just yeah. three rows of wooden bleachers. Yeah. It's yeah. like eight nine nine rows it's awesome
2: i actually think i want to sit there for a long time and watch people i'm not doing well this year so we got off topic i want to let hannah cut us off and then we're going to move along
3: so one thing though nick carl is that uh because it's a the finale and they know who's going to be on what card and they're selling tickets couldn't you just sell tickets for each card like couldn't you just buy a ticket Ooh. for like the fpo leader card for like however much money and if, then the chase card cool and then the third idea. card or whatever if, and then you know who's with who like it's like wristbands or different yeah. colors and then you're and then you have access to like food vendors and yeah. vip areas and all that stuff but that way everyone's kind of spaced out if so i'm like
1: if i'm a spick a Spectator, I wouldn't want to do that, and I'm just sharing I think that.
3: That's not true, but I've no, seen I was just saying that you know, because, times because that I wouldn't.
1: Am I going to be solely focused on that one group the whole time? Yes,
2: yeah, what, you if, pay they, what to if, if they sold, sold out? One card, yeah, what if they sold out all the tickets, but Look, you had a chance to still go watch? It, Maple Hill
1: is going to sell out no matter what. I'm saying, in the sense of like, if I buy to go watch Paul's card,
3: well, I'm just saying, like, crowd control for crowd control, yeah, for cra- yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah no, I get that, but I'm saying,
1: like, you know, if I'm spectating, you can just watch live. I will be doing that this year, spectating Maple Hill. Like, I'm probably going to hang out with the eight holes, honestly, because (laughs) it's such a fun atmosphere. And I get to watch every single player that's in that tournament, MPO or FPO, throw over the water. I might be able to watch an ace. I might be able to watch a seven.
0: Yeah, if it's a, if an option, an I think option. a lot of people really like following their favorite player who yeah. might not be the most famous player mm-hmm. and they yeah. follow a player they like and get to be with them. And, and a lot of players are really appreciate someone they see following them all day long and they get more interaction with that. Mm-hmm. Like... It, I think there's room for both. Not every fan's going to be the same way. I I would agree with you I if I'm a fan, I wouldn't
1: want to buy a pass to only have that option. I'd want the option can I sit down somewhere and watch all... See. But hold no, on. But at if New it was Lincoln, your only, only option, then an
3: option. Yeah, cuz you can just have your iPhone with like the live yeah. coverage watching the lead yeah. card while you're walking with like another card. Great.
1: I mean and at then... that point I would just <laughs> By the live coverage and just... All right. I don't
3: believe you. I, don't, I think you're so saying, saying that I'm now. i in the sense I of like... I think you're saying that I, now because you know everyone. But I think out. back I I in the day... I'm bringing
1: yeah, Hannah on, on. That, on, that on, Nick in hand. No, we're going to keep going on it. Oh, no, no, you got, you got rid of the wrong person. Genuinely curious <laughs> of like... Like, I wouldn't want to... Like... I would want to go even if even so, I don't I really don't know that many golf players. But if I'm going to go to a golfing event, I don't <laughs> only want to watch Brooks Kepka play all 18 holes. Like not going to lie, if I went to a golf event, I'd want to go sit by, let's say, some famous course that has a really cool par three on hole 16. Right. And I'd want to be able to watch every single player do that hole. Now, is there yeah. probably someone who I would want to watch the whole round? There is like whenever Paul plays and I'm at a tournament, I love watching, let's say nine or 12 holes of Paul. If it's not the final day, though, I'll sometimes bounce around to other people's cards. But like, right, I wouldn't. And maybe maybe I'm saying this because I'm biased, but like I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to buy that pass to only be able to go because, Okay, I'll say it like this. (laughs) What if my favorite player is Simon Lazat and the 25 passes that you can buy to watch Simon, bam, they sold out in a minute. I don't care about watching Ben. You're gonna f- I don't watch care about watching Ram. Favorite I don't player. care about watching Evan. Yeah, I only want to watch I mean. Simon Lozat, but now I can't but then because you it's
3: wouldn't go. Huh? But then you wouldn't go.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I would <laughs> Yeah, so. exactly. I'm saying, like, why would I put that up to chance? I wouldn't go in general uh, if that's all man. I could do. Okay.
3: I know, but uh, I'm just he's saying a it's, a yes, it's a concept. It's a concept that they could do. Time yeah. out, everybody. I don't think it's right for every tournament.
2: Hannah, I actually really liked your take. We need to do a two-minute so clock and Carl's give her the stars. And, and Nick, I think what you're saying is fine. Like, it's not about right or wrong. That's your preference and choice. But if, if one fan new to the sport, liter- and there's people that listen to our show like this, they're very new to the sport. Everything sells out, and they have an option to still go to the Pro Tour event and follow a card. That, they're probably going to choose to do that at some level. So
1: yes, yeah, so what happens when that player's card sells out?
3: No, now they I'm get no like, shot of
1: seeing them when they could buy no, a pass but, and sit on hole eight and at no, least get the oh, yeah. Let yeah. me hole. let me
3: say two things. Let me say two <laughs> well, things. Okay, two please. things, Anna. Okay. No, because I see where you're coming from, Nick Carl. I don't think this works for like a D Glow or a Ledge yeah. or a Maple Hill. Yeah. I think this works for the finale. Or it could potentially work uh, for the finale because every card should be entertaining since they had to qualify to be Mm -hmm. there. So you know that you're going to be seeing some kind of star, someone who was talked about throughout the year, whether it's FPO or MPO. Also, you can come be on site. You have permission to be on site. Like, I don't know. I just like the organizational aspect. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it doesn't work for, you know… DGLO or where there's more randoms or like less known. People. I have,
1: I have just one last thought on it. But okay. Do you get now, what I'm
3: saying
1: though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally he agrees understand. With all me. It. Okay. Next up. Yeah. So saying. my <laughs> last take on it is okay. I go and I watch lead card because I'm expecting someone on the lead card to win the tournament. I paid to watch Paul Macbeth on the lead card, try to win this tournament.
3: Yeah.
1: Now what happens like at Wilds a couple years ago when Eagle went off the chase card and I filmed it and you filmed it. game. And it's a little now, thing called now my pass only allows me to watch Paul's. Like, can I can <laughs> oh, I go yeah. over to Eagle's card no. and actually watch someone who's going to win <laughs> the, the future tournament?
3: future of disc golf a It's is a little thing, thing called Nick. life's tough. Get a yep, helmet. That's right. <laughs> but that's what, like,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't want but to. Nick, if you're watching on hole eight, you're not going to see Eagle win from the chase card. You're going to see Eagle play hole Nick, eight. You're but not at least I can watching leave the boys to anyways. go say, like,
3: be
2: walking oh, Ricky's putting up a heater right now. He's putting up a course record. All right this I, was good conversation i'll let evan say something then I've i, I want to bring
0: it back to our original topic which is about the bro tour finale um <laughs> oh it was uh, yeah <laughs> I, well i i think being in Charlotte's a fantastic fantastic plan we need to hit all these disc golf hotbeds. charlotte's obviously that but like yeah. I, I do want to say usdgc is the charlotte area it might not be in charlotte it might be across the border in south carolina charlotte people might be like no we need charlotte but All Charlotte fans can, can cross over and and go to USDGC. That is still their event to see. Um, But also I don't think the tour is going to drive. I think 10 hours is kind of a long time. I know even, even Nick, you said the two week time break, but remember this event was going to be in Emporia one year. Was that 2019 when the new staff of the pro tour took over? The plan was for it to be in Emporia. It was announced as such. They then moved it to i think this is when it first got to Charlotte. charlotte became at hornet's nest was because they wanted to be closer now charlotte compared to rock hill is incredibly close great memory short week turnaround but thank you uh (laughs) but even if it has an extra week i don't see it going too far i see somewhere like new london up in virginia that's probably what like a four or five maybe six hour drive at most i think that is fair no it's like three and, a half. three and a half, awesome i think three and a half makes a lot of sense they could go south i mean i mentioned like we, we already see a champions cup there this year we're not necessarily going to see idgc as a elite event next year but it could be a good host for the pro tour championship going forward just an idea that i think it's going to stay in the general southeast though
2: great i mean that's a, that's a great take and i think it's probably the right take yeah.
0: And one last point is it could even stay in Charlotte proper and be on a non-disc golf
2: venue. Or a non-disc golf it could,
0: venue. We've seen a lot of golf courses. Temporary. I know it's not necessarily a favorite, but temporary courses on golf courses or even some other kind of venue. That is a possibility as well.
2: I'm glad you were giving us the catch-all because if, reality is that yeah. was what we needed to say. If, you,
1: if they can set up, because Charlotte has incredible land and incredible like yeah. aspects of it, but like if you could set up a sick temp course, I have no issue with that becoming a thing. Are there incredible disc golf courses in Charlotte? From what I've heard, yeah. I've unfortunately only played Charlotte's Nest, but if the venue doesn't fit kind of what the requirements would be for a Pro Tour finale, if you can somehow find the land and set up a sick temp course, I think that'd be awesome, at least for this one year. Okay.
2: Here's my closing thoughts on this because we do need to move out of it. I want to be very clear. We have no official, official word from the Pro Tour on this. The only response I got was they're not uh, answering or talking publicly about this at this time when I, talk, when I asked about this. Um, but I do have a source that I'm not going to just say publicly on a podcast that has informed me that like this is what's happening. The reason I say that is because I see in the chat someone says, hey, we bought VIP tickets, a motel room, everything right around Hornet's Nest. Now I hear this. This is unfortunate. I don't know about purchase of sales. Don't go running to the I mean, go running the pro tour, but I'm just saying, like, they're working on it. I don't know how they're going to address it, but we are not here to say cancel your reservations. That's my point. Yeah. Please do not, because yeah, maybe they find a course right around the corner. <laughs> so I don't want you, like, but this is news. It was worth discussing. And in fact, why did we break it? Because I felt like the conversation was starting to become public. I had told the show sources here, Nick, Evan, hosts, Ben, I said in a chat, hey, this is a conversation that's coming up last week. And then a few days later, Evan goes, hey, I'm seeing this publicly. Like, there's people talking about this. So it was going to get out and it was going to be discussed. So I said, let's bring the discussion to the Nick and Mash show. So that's where we're at. Hannah, you said I something. I
3: think we did great.
2: Good. You said something about private venues and everyone did here. I want to take a moment. It's, it's I don't want to call it a solemn moment, but a, a really deep heavy situation of someone getting shot by a gun on a disc mm-hmm. golf course a random act of violence random being the individuals not knowing each other uh to this individual who did the shooting I don't know if it's random to them meaning like as if they have been violent before I do not know that person's history there's some speculation about drug use and homelessness and everything else yeah, I it he was a tweaker I, so I don't know that side of it, but I do know that a fellow disc golf player during a tournament was shot in the back. Expected to recover, but I can't imagine having bullets fly through you and shattering portions of your pelvis and your colon and everything else. I mean, that's a day on the disc golf course turns into that. I will say a few updates since then you can go check out Smashbox. They did a great interview Mm -hmm. last night with somebody over there. Uh, the the name of the player is jake riley just shout out to him i have no idea if he listens to our show i have no expectation that he does but if he does we are our, our thoughts our prayers i mean i've been thinking about this a lot praying for you um that you will fully recover and you'll be able to play disc golf better than you ever have somehow some way uh ricky Wysaki had a foundation that or fa- he has a foundation that he was raising money for to give to jake he has since made a post, and this is just all an effort to try to make sure money goes where it needs to. Ricky said they cannot accept money as a direct pass-through to Jake as part of his foundation, so he has to return all the, the donations he received. Everyone can go check out the GoFundMe. Again, check out Smashbox, our friends over there. They did a great interview yesterday. You can find out all the information you need there. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and then in other news, we again, I say private venues. The reason I said private as the lead into that is because not the future for everything there will always be public courses sure but tournament venues especially when we're talking like pro tour and all that i hate to say it because i don't mean to offend anybody but i've heard it from multiple sources out in stockton california like that area where or Glen eagles or whatever it was back then san francisco area they would hear gunshots going off during the tournament yeah now, not on the course but like hannah have you ever been out there
3: yeah, um, I went out there last year and a couple, I think it was 2019 when it was actually at Glen Eagles. And I just remember I played my round and went back to the hotel. And then actually, I think if you pull up coverage, I don't remember what round or anything because I don't usually pay attention. Um but Drew Gibson was like on the tee pad, and he was about to tee off, and kind of got like resettled. Um, and you could hear gunshots going off in the background, and he just kind of was like, "Okay, <laughs> like what are we doing?" But I mean, yeah, private it's venues, super unfortunate. Is thing? Yeah.
1: So you, you see, remember, yeah, you remember years and years ago, there was a kid up in Maine who oh, someone right. shot on their property and ricocheted off of something that and came was and hit
2: the kid in the face. Insane. That's like somebody shooting like a gun under the eye property. or something yeah, like that. And the ricochet hits a disc yeah. golfer. So that's happened. But I, I'm not here to make this a political discussion at all. It's more like sure. private venues would allow for so much more control. I mean, think about worlds. I'm getting I, I'm going to have to shut this conversation out because it's going to get too big at world someone complained about like getting hit by a golfer like like the golfer was teeing up to like so my point is private venues is a big conversation (laughs) yeah it's it's something we can get into talking about uh yep
3: that's happened before in vegas as well it happens every year
2: the reason why we're talking so fast to everybody is because nick threatened that if we're not done in an hour he quits the show so we're we're right at it but i want to say this evan has stat mando lined up and i'd love to close out with stat mando tonight A, a little bit fun vibe to it and this was a fill-in show for those who are like, when did you start recording? This is live at the same time as the Disc Golf Network. Blah, blah, blah. They're all going off. Yes, this was us fitting it in. Like, we can get it in. Let's do it. Let's record. Make it short. Hannah is going to be a part of it. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Statmando and uh, Statmando. Yeah, Statmando, stat, Mando stat
0: or Fiction. Bringing you Stat or Fiction. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I yeah. said it wrong. It's all right. Stat close or Fiction. Presented by
2: Statmando. Okay. We go fan favorite. Oh, you got to clear out the. Do you know how to clear out the scores, Ben? I think you do. Yep.
3: Oh, you keep moving my. Uh... No, okay, we,
0: we we're not. Let's turn get
1: smaller. Ben, Benny will move it.
0: All right. Oh, well, I'm okay. While we're fixing the scores, minus what? one for Matt. How'd you do that? I don't
3: know. <laughs> Dang, I already have five. Let's go. What is happening? I'm insane.
2: Give me a point. I thought ben. we fired Ben. You have to give me oh, a point man. if I have minus one. Somehow. Ben, there's a job Thank
3: opening you. for you at the Party Podcast. Oh.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go to Good 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 Good. all right i'm gonna
3: be in jacksonville
0: all right so we talked about our uh nick and matt show get together that happened last friday and uh we did get our butts kicked there was some revenge cards that kind of affected that (laughs) but uh i i had the pleasure of keeping score uh decided to do some extra stats to bring it in and highlight and the chat this is this is true, just to lead into it. The chat was 78% C2 in regulation. And that's of course playing best shot out of the four of them. Uh that is incredibly good. Uh 78% C2 in regulation. Stat or fiction number one is this is better than any recorded elite or major round for Nick Carl's career. <laughs> that's and
1: crazy.
0: What's
4: that? What a two
0: Hold on, while you you're think saying, about that. You're saying that, their percentage
1: was better than my Circle 2 regulation percentage? At, at,
0: at any, any Elite, elite Series major event, major, event, event to? Uh, recorded. What do you mean? That recorded? stats like, were recorded.
1: Oh, stats were recorded. Okay, yeah, so. Because there yeah. is a good number of that.
3: Stat, was what products do you have there? Yeah, I was just going
2: to say, think about that, because we're going to take a moment to eat some jerky while we play this game. This is the teriyaki version of Double G Craft jerky so nice. can you give me that again the the foursome played what best disc for like qu-
0: best disc they were 78 percent c2 in regulation so 78 percent of the time they landed c2 or better with uh shoot is that two to par uh for a shot we I've gave
2: already. a lo- we gave away a lot of ctp prices <laughs> every hole um yeah nick's so adamant about it he went first i'll say stat hannah you're up
3: um, I'll say stat because I have no idea.
2: <laughs> that's how this game works. Perfect.
0: <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm still chewing. This, this jerky, jerky te- by te- the way, it? is the teriyaki version. So
2: good. Yes, it's
3: really good. I love the jerky. This is my least favorite part of your podcast.
0: <laughs> that's, Hearing that's what a people say Because you're just <laughs> jealous like, the whole time. If I'm going to do it, I try to go way, way, not way, jealousy. Public.
3: I promise it's not.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, back to stat or fiction. This is a stat, and it's not meant to be a knock on Nick at all. 70% is very good, and I'll even give a stat on this at Hainola over this weekend. Uh, from all rounds averaged together, no player was over 78% C2 in regulation. Um, oh, wow. And the day before, Nick, Ben, and I got around in at the same course playing solos. Guess what Nick's C2 in regulation was? 66 percent 40.
1: 85
0: 69 percent no uh well nick was the closest it was 83 percent c2 in regulation regulation so nick playing his normal round not having to force doubles in with us chumps and ripped revenge cards did shoot better (laughs) c2 in regulation than the chat did playing best
1: so if i shoot into circle one in regulation does that count for my c2 as well yep okay yeah it's yeah, yeah. so it definitely yeah. yeah
0: so it's your c2 putting is essentially a um oh my goodness a ring anything of with just what c2 is but your yeah. c2 in regulation is anything with a whole 60, 60, circle yeah yeah
2: okay before we move on to the next question i just want to show besides the jerky we're chomping on because it's so good double g craft jerky has hats and it's the hat i'm wearing right now it's actually my favorite hat no lie i if i'm wearing a different hat i'm thinking wishing i was wearing that hat. Uh, sonic minis anybody sonics they're so cool they also have these cooler bags the cooler cooler bags double g craft jerky player packs are totally worth it the product is awesome i don't want anything else my wife always says this is the jerky i like if she sees it, that's the jerky i like that's the only jerky she likes double g craft jerky um can you put that banner up for a second ben yep actually i don't know if it shows up here that's my bad all right we don't need the banner Use code Nick and Matt. You get a little gift. In fact, this is the real truth. I asked why they get a penny off when they use the code. It's so they can keep track of the Nick and Matt code being used in an easier way, I guess. So it makes total sense. I mean, the code's there too, but <laughs> the penny off, they're like, that was a Nick and So you will also get a, a gift. I always leave it a secret. I mean, I don't know if they're yeah. going to change it up at some point, but.
4: Matt, you on the banner now, you have to put one cent off as well. <laughs> we'll do
2: that. But use it. The product's great. They have a lot of great things over there. We love them at Double G Craft Jerky in all seriousness. I know that sounded really yeah. monotone,
0: and but I do. Teriyaki sneakily one of my favorite flavors. That was so good. It's not my favorite, but it's really good. One of. like One of eight? It's a tough <laughs> one of eight, yeah. It's a it's tough top, top of the of list. Eight. Sweet sweet and spicy is my favorite. It's the in my top ten. Ooh. I, uh, I love okay.
2: There. Thank you for letting us inter- interrupt Statter Fiction.
0: No problem. Hey, for jerky, anything. Um. All right. Stat or fiction number two, Uh, Simon Lizotte has now won. Okay, I I made this for last week and we didn't get to it. So now being uh, recently after OTB open, he now has three elite wins in his career. In each of those three elite wins, Paige Pierce was the winner in FPO. it's well, is
2: me this is me and i feel like it's a roll of the dice but like a little bit favored because i i'm gonna persuade everybody i hope that Paige had won so many times the chances are probably higher uh so i'm gonna say stat hannah you're up
3: i'm gonna say fiction i Ooh. have a memory of paul and i mean paul uh <laughs> paul simon and, simon and katrina <laughs> Simon and Katrina uh, taking down an event together.
1: Oh, this is going to be for the lead. Well, before she said that, I was already going to say fiction as well. But I feel like girl, I have that same exact girl <laughs> memory. All right. This is the roll of the
2: dice, as I said. But this is a chance. Let's see what happens.
0: All right.
2: This it's is fiction.
0: Fiction. Yeah, I knew. And you know what, <laughs> Hannah? Like, what the heck? You had that perfectly. Katrina Allen won. Paige Pierce came in second. Was it at Memorial or Ledgestone?
3: uh simon hasn't won ledgestone
0: he won it yes, in 2015. He 2015 it used to be as high as payout
3: that was bc that was before croak i don't know i don't know
0: that <laughs> answer <laughs> uh that was actually before the disc golf pro tour uh, yeah but uh, it was still a national it was tour, a right? national sorry yes so it's still an elite win because yep. it was a national tour uh yes that was the one that katrina allen won Paige pierce came in second Paige pierce mm. did win the 2018 memorial and of yeah. course just recently won the 2022 otb open
2: you're still in my yeah. phone, as Hannah see? Mm. I hope the number's uh-huh. not up right there. No, I made sure it's not the right number.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> sorry.
1: That
3: my phone just explodes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we can have. We can make. You that know what it would be night. too?
3: It would be this. It would be, hey, can you tell Paul? And then it would be, hey, it would be a copy and paste <laughs> oh message. And exactly. It would just be
0: like, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. We got to get you a burner phone sometime, so we like, can just sure. send people to that. <laughs> okay
0: all right uh and my last stat or fiction it's also about simon it was a fun win i was excited um
3: was a fun win for simon
0: he has exactly he has now won again like i just said three elite wins he becomes the 20th player in mpo to win three or more standard elite or major events
2: one more time for the people in the back, me.
0: Simon Lazat <laughs> is the 20th MPO player to win three or more standard, elite, or major events. Standard being standard format, so okay. uh, stroke play doesn't count. 2011 USDGC when it was um, kind of a handicap, and it doesn't count. Handic we're talking all we're trip.
1: talking all like OG national tours and stuff like all that. All
0: OG national tours. We're talking about the 1982 World, uh, PDGA World Before Championship. Before Simon was born. We're talking about the 1990 oh, right. Japan Open
2: everybody okay all players who have
0: won three or more there are simon is the 20th you're up anna
3: i'm gonna say fiction just because i feel like that's really marketable and someone would have come out with that graphic if that were
2: true
1: i want to say fiction as well
2: yes i was hoping you would both say fiction because here's my chance to tie it up stat baby
3: stat it's going to be stat cuz the last one was fiction. Remember
2: matt people
1: hate when you I like know that. they do. I was just going to say I'm
2: sorry for those who are really bothered, but I'm I'm
0: I'm playing the game. This is a stat. <laughs> yeah. Simon is the 20th player to do that. That is true.
3: This chair, I, there's zero applause, just a squeaking chair.
0: And Hannah, the... you had to point out it I did stat fiction stat which people on the chat have mentioned Oh, well, this is the second question, so that means it's fiction. And <laughs> the third question, well, we're back to stat before I even say it. I actually have like five questions. Did you
3: create a graphic?
0: I did not create a graphic. That would have been great. Yeah, that would
3: have been great.
0: Yeah, and then I could list all these other players because we have a bonus question. <sighs> uh, bonus being the tiebreaker. Um, so what I'm going to do is going to limit this list to just players who have won Ten or more standard, elite, or major events, and you guys are going to guess how many you think have ten or more. So, wait, it's less is this than men
3: 20. and women? Or uh, is this is this MPO
0: just players.
2: Yeah, it's less than, 20, it's right?
0: less than twenty. It's less than twenty because only yes. twenty, because Simon was the twentieth, have three okay. or more.
2: And you're asking us it's how really many, many have
0: players. ten or more? Ten or more standard, elite slash major wins. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the first one for you guys, Paul Macbeth has 55 Hot. standard oh. elite or major oh goodness, <laughs> wins. So there's at least one who has done it. How, how many total have had 10 or more standard elite or major wins? Ooh.
2: But you're saying it's less than
0: 20 people. All oh, right. <laughs> yes, because 20 they, have yeah. won three or more. Only yeah. 20 have won three or more. That is a stat. I just. Oh, need great. Don't yeah, great. You know, this this is, is, I get it. I get it. But my brain's freezing. Party
3: podcast. And we only talk about FPO.
2: I'm going to say. So, yes. Go check just, out. Like, their I'm
3: podcast. at a disadvantage.
2: <laughs> check it out. I'm going to say. More than 10 is. I'm just picking a number now. 14. That's my answer, 14. Hannah, you're up.
3: Sorry, I have a dog in here. Um, Who let uh, the dog out? Evan. That's why he's hiding in the basement.
0: Oh, Ben. That's, that's Ben.
3: Oh, no, Ben. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Can Nick Carl go first this yep, time? Yep, Nick,
2: go. Yeah, I, I said 4 I'm just going to say seven.
3: Okay, I'm going to say eight.
0: <laughs> All right, Matt, what was yours
2: again? Did I say 14 or 13, Chad? Was it 14? Okay, 14.
0: <laughs> All right. One of you guys was exactly right. Whoa. He had to follow up with Nick mine. Carl. And it was Nick Carl. Whoa. Uh, exactly yeah, Carl. seven. That is Paul McBeth with 55, yes. Ricky Wysaki yes. with 36, Ken Climo with 33, Dave Felberg with 25, Barry Schultz with 22, Nate Doss with 13, and Eagle McMahon with 12. The next highest is Nicola Castor with Nick eight. wins.
2: Nick wins. How this is rare. Yeah, I was going
0: really to say it early. Shout out to Nick.
1: I'm still kind of He's blown insane. away that there's He's only cracked. 20 people
0: with three or more. You
1: have the list of all those people.
0: Yes. I, you don't need to say need it right now. It but later. like, you want to check it later?
1: Why? Well, in my head, I'm like <laughs> going through people and I've like, I feel like I could find more people that I don't know of.
0: I mean, especially if we're dating back all the way like to the early three or more. Like yeah. three is, is like a tough number to get. You have the yeah. one. Yeah, but that's what I
1: mean. Three or more. Like, I feel like a decent amount of
0: people have three or more but like james conrad only has four
1: okay
2: yeah good conversation nick's about to cancel the show because it's so long right now compared to what he wanted so here's the two things hannah was our guest host tonight we appreciate it very much hannah someone said has cat merch been on hannah's podcast in the chat that someone just asked that has she no
3: not yet okay
2: awesome not yet and then someone else super chatted uh d lillo thank you for the super chat Hannah, I love the vlog lately. Any chance you're planning on playing US Women's this year? I arrived late, so I'm sorry if you already said this, but are you playing US Women's?
3: I am, yeah. Whoa. And I'm putting out more YouTube content uh and probably some stuff with Nick Carl soon because I have some ideas.
2: Awesome. And then we're someone just fist fight. Someone just <laughs> asked if we're going to be able to show the Nick and Matt show versus the chat video that get together we announced at the beginning that we did. That will get put up at some point on our channel. And I want to say thank you because we left him out in the initial thanks. But the guy making the video, Craig Kimberly of the hit YouTube channel, BBQ It, as in barbecue it, check it out. He's got 10 times the followers that we have subscribers and he's telling you how to smoke and not like smoke, like smoke meat, <laughs> barbecue meat, uh, grill, the whole nine yards. Great. Awesome venue. And be venue prepared because watching
0: YouTube. his channel is going to make you hungry to eat jerky it looks so good. <laughs> and I just like make this for me. It looks amazing. Yeah, right.
2: Nick, I'm shutting it down. But do you have anything else you want to say? I mean, we could talk all night if you're down for it. Well, we have
1: what Portland Open coming up tomorrow. And I think Ricky got the highest percentage of chance of winning it. Hold on, this well, is a fun game. Yeah, someone, someone well, said he dropped
4: in the chat. Do, news do, yeah. oh,
0: he, he is dropped. So let's do okay, this. That's what I thought. Who's gonna win? He's got the knee Make issue. your pick.
2: It. Uh, the top rated are Paul, Calvin, Kyle, James, Gannon, Kevin, Adam, well, Anthony. Bro, I way
1: too quick. But Paul or Calvin? Okay. What do you think?
2: Any feelings? Oh, <sighs> Ben. I. Hannah
0: i'm well, like I'm, i don't I,
3: talk about the boys i only talk about the women
2: all right we're gonna do that in just a second
0: <laughs> i am gonna say joel freeman top five finish okay that's a good one that's a
2: hot take um simon lazat simon lazat everybody that's my pick oh, yeah. ben um Gannenberg takes it down dude not a Ooh. bad pick all right uh hannah we're moving over to fbo who takes it down
1: you got-
3: Um, I think Paige Pierce. I think she's Ooh. on a heater right now. She's gonna take it down again.
1: <sighs> I feel I like my homie Kristen back. Yeah, because I feel like even with Kristen not there, she's gonna win it anyways. But Paige that's Pierce. what
3: happened last. I year. think it's gonna be a
1: Paige and Cat battle. Honestly, like I think Cat's gonna go on a little revenge tour right now. That's she's how had I a feel. Little slip ups. That's lately, how I feel. And Cat goes on a revenge tour. Well, but- I'm picking Cat because
2: of that reason. I feel like this clicks with her sometimes. It might not in the first round. But it's going to click with her this tournament, and I think she's going to be there. I will choose her to win because I, I kind of, I don't know. Should That'll I go, like,
0: her. ultra hot take here? Yeah, do it. It's going to be a battle between Kat Merch and Ella Hansen for the win. Hmm. That's more hot take than what? your pick. <laughs> that is a super Ella hot take. Ella Hansen oh, had a breakout
2: I, event here last yeah, year. She yeah, she did
0: finish podium Podium third. No, maybe it was fourth. Yeah, oh, she man. did. No, she, she, she was third. podium. Was yeah, third? she took third. Okay, okay, yep, yep. cool. Uh yeah, that was a super hot take. I don't know if I totally agree with it. I mean, all like what about Valerie Manduhano? She had the Waco win. She Fourth has been rated, a little, a little quiet podium-wise.
1: So, the only the like, only reason that I don't I'm not like jumping on the val train right now for that is um well, I guess they're playing Blue Lake as well, but the Glendevere course that was last year, I know it's been redesigned a little bit, but it was a bomber course. Like it was a big yeah. course for pros and I think Ella and Paige throw significantly further is kind of the wrong way of putting it but like a decent amount further to where they does have huge advantages out there um but i think val could easily squeak out a top three to top five finish like I, i'd put money on val getting podium what about it. jk mm-hmm. uh, uh she's
3: clean up her putting a little not bit to, yeah
1: not to <laughs> win not to win i wouldn't pick her but a top five again yeah that was one of the more impressive like
2: how do i put it finishes that i've seen out of
0: well the great question like about
2: unexpected k- to me finishes
0: jk is she's not a super long thrower if mm-hmm. i'm correct but she's a super good line thrower and at otb open on that course there was a lot of yeah. hitting your line not you're not bombing it high you're bombing it on a, like a low uh line yeah. drive line and she did yeah. that
1: and i think blue lake is going to add that extra skill gap in between things to where like there's more there's a lot of obia blue lake um I mean, you can go back and watch whole coverage of it. I'm sure some things have changed, but I think that's going to add a little bit. I'm actually very excited. Blue Lake's back in this because I really didn't feel like watching Glendevere all <laughs> three or four rounds, whatever it is. It'd be
0: four rounds. I, I think I think is going to be a lot better this year with like yeah. a whole year to Agreed. plan it. Yeah. We only have two rounds there. So Kyle, even if it is mediocre, it's only two rounds. I think
1: Kyle Klein posted on his Instagram saying, like, hell of a job, Dustin Keegan. Like, this place is incredible.
0: So that makes yeah, me very excited because Kyle's it, a great player. and. You know? The the trees there, like oh man, I yeah, love Oregon like sympathy. like trees at all, all all across the country are great. Uh, Stockton, you had like <laughs> all the, trees yeah. are great. <laughs> all trees all are trees. great. Don't are offend me? any trees, but here. they just like oh, I'm a sucker for those. <laughs> uh, I don't even know the official like because I don't think those are technically redwoods up in Oregon. Sears, but kind of, the big they're, they're or that same kind of just huge yeah, like just yeah, trunks yeah. and not Christmas a lot of low lying branches. Like some West Coast
3: listeners just. Cursing yeah. us out Dreaming right it. now. What are trees? What you're...
1: are trees? I am not an arborist or arbiter. All right. <laughs> arborist. Or... I'm an
2: arb- arbiter. I'm an arbiter. Okay, we've made it to that point in the show. Hannah, tonight was not normal because you were here. No, I'm kidding.
0: Douglas Furs.
2: Sorry. <laughs> they Douglas see that Furs. Every time That's what I they are. On the show. It's not a normal show when Hannah's here. They're Dougie Furs. It's better
4: than normal. Dougie Furs. That's the official name of the tree. Douglas Fur, I think. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to keep it fresh. Yeah, game.
3: you did. I I understood. See, Thank guys, you. Ben's you, coming over to my podcast.
2: I promised everybody a real. story earlier, and we totally forgot. Oh, about yeah. It. Can story. you please just go full full screen on yourself? Okay. Tell the story, and then when he's done, Nick, we close right. out the show, <laughs>
3: guys. I'm Nick Carl. All
4: right. This is this is the story of my day today. So I'm mowing this guy's lawn. <laughs> I've been mowing this guy's lawn for six years. He's my he's been my only client for six years. I just like mowing his lawn. <laughs> um just like most. So I get I mow the front lawn, my mower dies. I'm like, "All right, whatever. Go back to my church and I get the church mower. That dies too. And I'm like, "What is going no. on?" I go back to my house, and get a third mower. And that one dies too. And I'm so confused. And the common problem here was I was using his gas, which apparently <laughs> Was, like, years old gas. Like, d- didn't Some work. Water, <laughs> Basically water. So today, I'm like, all right. I'm texting the guy like, hey, all three of my mowers broke down in the yard. I have no idea what's happening. They were working before. So today, I go to his house, line up all three mowers, take a tube, and try my first siphon. <gasps> and... <laughs> And I think I have a video on my phone. Actually. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could show you guys.
0: Oh, and you I, tried I try to suck
3: it up with your.
0: I try my first siphon. We, we got to go two up with this. First of all. Oh, because yeah. two up. <laughs> Hannah's written. all two up oh. with Hannah and you.
2: Hold on, here's the video. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Show the video. Okay, hold on. I don't know if we'll have audio from this though. Okay. Okay, so explain what we're seeing. So, so
4: I was just gonna down. send it to my close friends, like how no, stupid no, this no, is. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh god! Ben, what are you doing? I'm dumb. I don't know
4: how to siphon. I was not expecting this. Did you throw up? Are you gonna throw? No, 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 no. I was fine. I just was not expecting that. So that was my first siphon of my life. Not worth tell. it. It's
0: like a milestone in someone's life. <laughs> I became a man today.
4: Um I was gonna send that to my friends. I thought it was gonna work flawlessly. I've watched enough like reality, not reality, but shows that's, and I just sucked it in and I was going to dump it out and it just went straight to my mouth and I was not expecting it at all.
2: Horrible. No. We all have our first siphon stories. <laughs> yes,
4: everyone go around the table. Yeah. The first siphon story. <laughs> all right. not this week.
2: Good times. This was, a, this was a chill show tonight. Nick, thanks for sticking They're it bad. out as long as you did. Alright, well. we've made it. Nick, close us out.
1: Well, thank you for joining in on this wonderful wednesday night thank you for hannah for joining in don't forget to check out the party podcast on the disc golf network it's an incredible show about the fpo i've been on there a couple times and the it's youtube channel oh, and her like youtube channel as well it's literally hannah Macbeth on youtube pretty awesome go check it out uh no thank you for tuning in on a wednesday night don't forget to like comment subscribe all those good things check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms thanks to the sponsors for making the show happen tell someone you love them this week we'll catch you in the next one dude five of us tonight ben
2: you're awesome nick you're awesome evan you're awesome hannah you're awesome over there somewhere thanks for coming peace Peace out everybody
3: the nick and matt show
0: a disc golf podcast designed for you the disc golfer find the nick and matt show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live
3: on youtube